Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkout. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work, we'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. (laughs) Every single day. Love the Liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? Du- I would say double. Oh, I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross Patterson Welcome to Ross Patterson Revolution. We got a huge show tonight, James. Uh huh. Oh God. <laughs> what? 
Uh-huh. What is that voice? It's the voice I'm using for the entire show. Oh, man. I would fucking hang myself <laughs> if that was the voice you're doing the entire show. Uh-huh. Uh, you know why we got a huge show tonight, James? Why? Um, we've got Mr. Alex Bowen on the show. Uh, calling in live to the Ross Patterson Revolution. You might remember him from uh, two days ago. A story went massively viral where uh, a, a young man... Um, Strapping and, fellow. Yeah, he's in his 30s. Um, sure. He's, he's young, young man, young man. Yeah. Uh, he, he went into a Waffle House in West Columbia, South Carolina, housed. I mean, just absolutely shit housed. Sure. Walked in, uh, couldn't find any employees. Walked around the building, went to the back. Um, the chef was sleeping at one of the tables, and he decided to make it himself his own meal. Right. So, so he got, jumped the counter. And man, the grill God. made himself a Sammy and then, you know, bounced. Would you be able to do it? You know, I, I was thinking about this story the last couple of days and I, 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 yes, yes, I would. Um, I've like if it. everything was on already. Sure. I wouldn't be able or, or to off, like. Or off. Like oh, I, you'd be able to, to turn on all the stuff. Huh? Yeah. And we'll, we'll get into that because I, I, I have a story where we did this um, at a Hollywood nightclub one time. and. It was insanity, but uh, we used to have grills like this um, at the fraternity house in college. So Got it. I'm used to I'm used to cooking on these grills like as normal okay. shit. Where you're like, all right, cool, because we did that at pretty much every day. That's a dream for me. Like I want that grill. You know, it's funny you say that. Like again, thinking about this over the last two days, I was like, oh shit, when's the last time I cooked on a grill like that? Yeah. I was like, man, I miss a grill like that. Like, why don't we? Why don't those grills exist in your house? I guess it's too much, right? Or is it? It's a bit much. I'm sure if you have a chef's kitchen, you know. Yeah, um, you yeah, have and, we, and that we did, we did, yeah. Area, it a, yeah, but yeah. um, takes up a lot of space. Space. Gotcha. So you, it's basically like a second, mm. complete uh, oven top. But it's nice. But it is nice, and it's so fun to cook. Because you could probably go hibachi on those motherfuckers. Actually, right? you could, you could replace your whole oven. It's just hard to control the temperature do you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. it's one short heat all the way around yeah. so you have to be really good you could you go hibachi on those can you go hibachi yeah man Oof. that's what they do at uh flaming amy fucking wish i that's wish the same griddle i wish we had a, a hibachi grill inside the house you know uh tyrese has has uh, a benihana grill in his fucking backyard <laughs> But what does he not have? I mean, well, he's, he's going through a mental breakdown. That's what he doesn't. Have. I know. We're but not, we're the man that about, has everything. I know. We're not talking about Tyrese tonight. We're talking about Alex Bowen. Uh, so, anyways, I hit him up on Facebook and I said, "Hey, man, I fucking love your story. I'm a diehard Waffle House fan." Turned Howdy. out we had like I don't know 18 mutual friends on Facebook already, and mm -hmm. I was like, "Shit, all right." Yeah, and he looked familiar, so he got back to me right away and and uh, decided to give him a call and have him on the show. <laughs> so we're, that's awesome yeah. he's on the show yeah he's on the show <laughs> so we'll do the sponsors what we'll do is we'll do the sponsors and then we'll play we'll play our our phone call with with alex bowen here uh first and Love foremost it. we got straightrazors.com oh boy you're you're can i say your vocal game tonight is on point oh yeah yeah you can only if you mean it your, you know, your sound Only effects. Only if you mean it. And whatever that voice was you were doing at the beginning. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Uh, I want us to try and do a show without sarcasm. Do you think? Not a prayer. Okay. Nope. Carry you can go ahead and, and uh, shut and that window. because it's, it it's getting a little chilly in here. So shut, <laughs> shut that window. <laughs> don't don't want a stray dog to walk through that window. Um, <laughs> StraightRazors.com is the premier shaving kit in the biz, in the whole entire industry. Um, you rethink the way you shave yourself. Uh, um, yeah, I didn't say it. I didn't say anything about pregnancy. No. Or or pregnant women shaving their bushes. I said this will change the way you shave your body. Yeah. Um, as yeah. a man, mm-hmm. maybe as a lady, you know. Sure. Sure. All, all I again, all I know is the 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 handful of pregnant people that have written in, but um, you know, from the, the female side, the rest of it, it's it's dudes. This is this is a kit for dudes. This is the manliest shit you will ever get. Um, I'm talking about straight razors. That the the shave is so good. It it. It literally takes about a day and a half off your shaving. They have a they have a safety razor too, in case you're worried about using the big dog to start with. That'll get you you warmed up for the whole sitch. Uh, they've got the number one ranked aftershave in the world, Smolder. Number one ranked cologne in the world. That's also the Smolder, which is the fucking best. They've also got shampoos and conditioners, mustache waxes. We just did that huge uh, mustache wax campaign for them, which was uh, fucking dope, man. And uh, yeah, man, uh, huge... my favorite. Yeah, I know. A big it's, fan of straight razor. Right up my alley, dude. I, that thing. The old timey seventy. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, and they let me uh, help out with that and write it and do the it's whole shit. So, so good. Uh, good on you, straightrazors.com. It was fun. And uh, go to straightrazors.com. Get a kit for for a family member for the holiday. It, it's it's one of the best gifts you could possibly get. Uh, a dude in your life for the holidays. Go to straightrazors.com, type in the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off at straightrazors.com. They'll think you spent a lot more on it than you did. Look, so... man, it, it's a it's one of those gifts that's so nice that you're like, oh, shit. But with the 20% off, it's, it's a fucking great deal. So go to stri- straightrazors.com, REVOLUTION, 20% off. Next up, we've got strikeforceenergy.com. <laughs> Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. yeah. I, I always wait for how many bombs you drop on Strike right? Force Energy. Right? That's yeah. just in life, dude. Yeah. That's just in life. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're fucking gangster about it, and I like it. <laughs> I like it, dude. That's just in Don't life. Don't act like it just happened for the first time right now. If you could see what the Jables <laughs> is wearing right now, it would make you laugh even harder. She's in a Christmas onesie. Is, it, is that fleece or flannel? Uh, fleece fleece that's nice uh-huh and it's a uh, it's got a nice fur at the top yes uh fur around the neck around the hood Ooh. i'm sorry with furry balls that hang down that's a nice thing as the the uh the hood pull you know what i'm saying yeah that's a mm-hmm. that's a real nice thing another nice, a nice thing, thing is is uh the the 10 pack at strikeforceenergy.com 9.95 for a box of 10 try that shit they ship everywhere in the entire world they got four original flavors Original uh, grape, lemon, and orange. Uh, and they got some teas. It says Make America Grape Again teas that are fucking sweet. Uh, go to strikeforceenergy.com. Get yourself a subscription. We have one. Uh, you can, you'll be done with Monster and Kickstart and fucking Red Bull and all that shit. Uh, these are just a little tin pouch. Just tear it open. It goes into any liquid you could possibly imagine and or dream of. Go to strikeforceenergy.com. Type in the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. 
Again, strikeforceenergy.com, promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Last but not least, we got a night she cries while he rides his steed, the first ever romance novel for dudes, Jay Bowles. Uh, it's the perfect time. It's that time of year where everybody gets this book for, for Christmas. Uh, oh, yeah. As a, as a, it's a sweet stocking stuffer, funniest book of all time, and uh, it's also got fucking illustrations in it. Um, that some might be nude. Ooh, of boobies. Yeah. There's boobies. Oh, funniest <laughs> book ever written. Uh, get it now because the sequel's coming out in like six months. So, um, pick this shits up now so you can understand what's going on in the sequel. Uh, all, the Audible book is, is also in the top 10 on audible.com. Amazon is a five-star rating on Amazon. Just buy the book on amazon.com. Go big by night. She cries while he rides his steed and uh, laugh your dick and balls off. If you like, uh, you know, fucking scary movie or blazing saddles and shit like that, like, uh, but yet like way more aggressive. This is what it is. Yeah. If you're tired. Yeah. Somebody wrote, somebody wrote and they were like, um, this this one woman. And we got one negative review. And this woman was like, um, I had an, uh, an, an ear infection. And I had to stay home, and I, I got an audio book, and it was this one. And I did not enjoy the casual racism, you know? And oh, just like, right. Oh, boy, lady. Oh, that's my favorite part. Yeah, and the vulgarity. I was like, um, mm, oh, do you not understand what mm, we do? Bye. Obviously, she she should know that we only like good reviews. Yeah. If you have a bad review, like, we don't want to hear it. Yeah. yeah Your yeah, opinion yeah. doesn't matter. No. No. So that's off, and everyone knows that. I had an ear infection. As soon as she wrote that as the opening line, I was like, babies, oh. Babies get ear infections. Yeah. Little uh, tiny babies. Not, not only that, but, but as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh. If you write about a sickness to open up a review, like I hate you, you. you've already got a fucking ax to grind. Mm-hmm. Like, at mm-hmm. no point would I, you know, if I was reviewing something, start off with uh, what kind of type of symptoms I had before I wrote a review. Ugh. Gross. Gross. Fucking gross. Um, but look, we, we got a, we got a big show to get to. So enough about that haggard woman. Sure. I don't know if she's haggard or not. Well, what? She's like well, a fucking dime somewhere. We have no idea. Well, she's an adult with an ear infection. So eh, she's a baby. Yeah. She's a little tiny she's baby. She's a little tiny baby. She's a big baby. Baby. Uh, also, uh, I am, I'm hosting a fundraiser in, uh, Birmingham, Alabama on December 18th, uh, for the Crawford Foundation. Um, you can get tickets at, at the CrawfordFoundation.org. It is uh, it's a charity event um, for uh, my buddy who's been on the show a couple times, uh, Clayton Crawford on Lethal Weapon. He plays Riggs on Lethal Weapon. Uh, he'll be there. He's throwing it. Um, they're uh, they're raising. He's raising money for for uh, a homeless charity, and uh, I'll be there. Uh, our other good buddy Christian Kane, who was. Uh, you know, another big actor who's been in Buffy, uh, Angel, fuck, uh, all five seasons, six seasons of Leverage. He's uh, currently on The Librarians on TNT. He will be there, um, and he'll, he'll also be performing songs because his country brand is, is fucking sick, um, uh, Kane. And uh, big, big fan of, of him, one of my good friends for a long time, and, uh, and I'll be hosting it. So if you want to come out and, and hang out with the Jables and I, uh, go to go to CrawfordFoundation.org and uh, and grab some tickets. Um, might might be a a, a tad a tad pricey, but um, 
you know, it, it is all the money is going to charity. So uh, it is going nowhere else but to uh, for charity and and for feeding the homeless for for Christmas and over the holidays. So uh, we're doing it for a good cause. So go to uh, CrawfordFoundation.org if you happen to be in the Birmingham, Alabama area on December 18th. Uh, James and I will be there, and uh, we'd love to have some drinks with you if you want to throw down for charity. Uh, we're going to call Alex Bowen now. Okay. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chat with him about his uh, Waffle House excursion in West Columbia, South Carolina the other night where he cooked his own meal. Shall we? We shall. Hello? Mr. Bowen. Yes, sir. This is Ross Patterson. Yes, sir. How are you? What's up, man? Not much. Alex Bowen, you're not the hero we need. You're the hero we deserve. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, sir. Um, is this is this few days been the craziest of your life? Oh, man. It's been ridiculous. I, I, I can only imagine. So uh, <laughs> you, you walk into Waffle House. Uh, describe the story for us. Uh, yes, sir. Um, you know, I, I went over there for a late night meal. I was hungry. Um, I walk in expecting a smiling Waffle House employee to greet me, uh, but instead the place is a ghost town. Uh, I walk outside and look around, nobody, come back in. At that point, I knew that delicious bacon goodness was just a few feet away, so I went around the bar and took spatula in hand and made it happen. Yeah. Grabbed up a double Texas bacon cheesesteak nut with extra pickles. Oh boy, you went the, you went the extra pickle route, which I love. It's like you didn't oh, spare yeah. you didn't spare any expense in all no of doubt. this. <laughs> uh, um, are you a diehard Waffle House fan? Uh, I mean, not particularly. I, I like Waffle House, and I'll go there every now and again when you know, I get the urge or whatever. But but that's not your go to. Like like after the bars close, that's not your like your typical go to. Honestly, I drink maybe twice a year. I don't do much drinking. Um, obviously, we see why, but uh, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I, I, no, I would. Ha- I don't got to go to you know place after drinking. <laughs> <laughs> nothing so you're a, you're a twice a year drinker right that's it about that yeah uh, are they special occasions or what's what What are the two times that make you drink um probably a hard day at work <laughs> what do you do for a living i'm a pe- professional flooring installer and home renovator oh shit that dude that's a that's a grueling job man i love it don't feel like work to me most days. That's great, dude. It's great to hear because uh, you know we I, we hire we've hired out some people from time to time, and uh, dude, they bust their ass, and it it is a long hard day. I, I love it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm hey, it's it's fucking awesome. I wish everybody did. The last guy who came in and did did the floors, he fucking hated me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I caught I caught him falling asleep. Ironically, oh, wow. And you you <laughs> call you call you caught the chef falling asleep, right? Uh, no doubt. Yeah, I walked around the bar, and uh, as I was going around, I, I noticed the sleeping employee there. I didn't even try to wake him up. I figured they were exhausted, so I was like, I got this. Just sleep. That's incredible. Um, so, <laughs> so so you just you just let him sleep. At no point did they wake up during during you cooking? Absolutely not. And, you know, I was being a drunk buffoon up in there, <laughs> taking <laughs> selfies and cleaning spatulas and cleaning grills and so, you know, I wasn't trying to be quiet, so they were out. And, and was it was it just you, or were you with some buddies? No, no, it was just me. I rolled solo. Yeah, you, you rolled solo. Did you go out to the bar solo, too? Yeah. You did? Are, are like you... I, said, I, I work. I work seven days a week if I can, so I ain't got time for hanging out with buddies and all that stuff. No, no, I hear you. You married? You got kids? Uh, I'm twice divorced, and I have three kids. Ah, uh, you must be military, then. 
Ah, yeah, you got me. <laughs> um, yeah, I, look, one of my, uh, I do another show called Drinking Bros Podcast, and uh, yeah, a, a couple of guys on there are. are uh, yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. Yeah, yeah. The guy the drill sergeants tell you about when you first get the basic that clean, you know, she cleans out the bank account and. Yeah. I'm yeah. Yeah. Uh, was it a stripper? Did you did you ever get? <laughs> I did marry the second wife. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? Uh, absolutely. I, uh, <laughs> I was up in West Point training cadets up there, and I left early to come to my buddy's college graduation, and I met her in Columbia. Oh, that's so great! Did you? I actually missed the college graduation. I got so hammered that night. <laughs> did you take her off the stage? Like, how did that relationship develop? Uh, no, I went in that night and they went into the place, uh, and, uh, she just stood by me all night and wouldn't leave my side. Oh, of course she wouldn't. That's so great. Um, so, so let me ask you this, uh, has Waffle House contacted you personally? Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought I've talked to a district manager, uh, from the local, uh, office here. He was very kind, you know, thanked me for pointing out the flaw in the operation, asked me to be a loyal Waffle House customer. That's great. Uh, USA Today no USA Today said they offered you a job as a cook. Is that true? No, no. They didn't offer me a formal job, um, and I wouldn't have taken a job as a cook. But uh, they, the, the <laughs> district manager told me that I could do a secret shopper thing if I wanted to, um, which I, 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 I don't think I could probably walk into any Waffle House on Earth anymore without being recognized that doubt. No, no. I did a, I did a rap song uh, about a year ago called Waffle House Waitress that exploded on Facebook, and they take their, they take their chain very, very seriously. So, like, corporate had called down to the, they found the exact location where I filmed in. They called and threatened to fire the staff, and I was like, man, the fucking video has over a million views. Like, I, I think it's, it's some good press, and you didn't wake up the cook. Like, you were a nice dude about it. Yeah. Um, because I, I I also read that they suspended that chef for a week. Did you hear that? Yeah, I, I did hear that. Uh, that's unfortunate. That sucks, right? Yeah, I you know, I, at the time I I wasn't thinking about what's going to happen to the employees, and I definitely feel bad. Uh, I'm glad they didn't lose their jobs, though. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. Literally, the exact same thing happened to me at the Waffle House I shot in. Like, I went back in and I said, "Hey, I hope you guys didn't lose your jobs." And they were like, "No," nah, but they threatened to fire us. And I was like, "Shit! All right, at least I feel I feel better about that now." No uh, doubt. Uh, when's your next trip back to Waffle House? You think? Uh, I don't. You know, I don't know. I'm sure you know corporates tighten down on the employees. You know, I'm scared if I step into a Waffle House, they might try to resort to fisticuffs or something up in there. Uh, <laughs> it's happened before. You, you know no it's doubt. happened before. There's been a no shit doubt. ton so, of fights in Waffle House. <laughs> no doubt. So, you know, I'm just kind of letting things cool off for a little bit. Uh, I got invited out to Steve Harvey today, so I'm going to do that and kind of just see what's going on. No way. That's great. So are they flying you out to L.A.? Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's, that's going to be a good time. Uh, watch, oh, yeah, out, yeah. watch out for those fires, though. Oh, no doubt. They're close. No doubt. They're they're super close. So you when are you leaving for Steve Harvey in the morning? Um uh, no, I'm not I'm not quite sure. Uh she she told me she pitched it to the the big guys today and they, they loved it, so they're gonna get everything arranged and let me know. Oh, that's fantastic. I would love nothing more than to see you on stage with a Waffle House grill cooking Waffle House for Steve Harvey. Oh, I'll tear it up. <laughs> Let's do this. Um, and what was the what was the city in in South Carolina you were you were in? By uh, the way, West Columbia, South Carolina. West Columbia, South Carolina. Man, well, hey, I look. I appreciate you coming on the show. It was a crazy story that went viral, and, and all of our listeners hit us up, and they were like, "Dude, you got to get this guy on the show." And we have like I don't know, eighteen mutual friends or something, because nice. um, most of my my friends are are former military. 
And cool. uh, yeah, so I was like, fuck. All right. I, I was amped. I was amped. You hit me back so soon. And I appreciate you being on Ross Patterson Revolution. Oh, no doubt. Thank you for having me on, buddy. I appreciate it. Hell yeah, man. And uh, dude, enjoy your time in LA and, and enjoy South Carolina. Stay away from the strippers. No doubt. I've, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> Perfect, man. Have a great night. You take care, buddy. Bye, buddy. Bye. <laughs> How about that guy? I mean, fun guy. Yeah. Really fun guy. I mean, he's, we got him like in the middle of a big, I mean, he's blowing up. Going on Steve Harvey. He's blowing up. Going on Steve Harvey. That's what happens. That's what happens. Remember I did that, that thing about the McRib girl a year ago? Yes. Uh, She ended up fucking doing a bunch of shit out of that. McDonald's invited her out. They opened up the, they brought back the McRib earlier. She got to do the opening of the restaurant and the ceremony and the whole thing. And uh, man. Uh, we, I, I feel blessed, Jesse. I feel blessed in situations like this. Yeah. yeah. No, but what, what a great dude. And like, yeah. what, a, what an interesting, weird story. It's funny to hear him say in it that, you know, he didn't expect anything out of it. Well, yeah. It, well, that's kind of what it seemed like in the post. It was just kind of like, whatever, like selfies, yeah. like, yeah. this is fucking crazy. Like, you would never think, like, this no. is going to get me on the Steve Harvey show. And the funny thing is, is like, y- you know, I could hear his his phone vibrating like over and over again in the sure. background this guy's probably getting hammered with shit so i look alex bone we appreciate you coming on the show yeah we got an exclusive huh yeah guy was great Jeez, um, oh. really 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 great guy and uh yeah man we had that fucking problem i was you know was talking to him about the the problem we had with waffle house remember when we did waffle house waitress yes and uh you know we went in shot the video uh didn't really think anything about it the song's pre- pretty pg there's no it's swear fine. words in it, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, and uh, it went that went viral as well. It's up to it's over a million views. Uh, I want to say like over eight hundred thousand on on my Facebook page and mm-hmm. like another you know three or three hundred thousand on YouTube and all that shit. But uh, uh, they called the store immediately, like after it exploded, and you know they figured out who it was and where they came from and all that shit. And I guess they threatened to fire them. What I don't understand with Waffle House is, and I, I'm saying this out of pure love and joy for Waffle House. No one loves Waffle House more than me. Was it, would that be an accurate statement? I w- yeah, I would say that for yeah. sure. So, you know, obviously I wrote a whole goddamn song about it, but mm-hmm. um, no one loves Waffle House more than me. The thing that pissed me off about th- this guy and, and, and our story is the fact that, you know, like they put the, the chef, they suspended him for a week without pay. Right. It's not like they make a crazy ton of money. Um, the other Waffle House, they threatened to fire them, and it was before Thanksgiving. And they, they had to take down our, our video that they made, so they had to delete it from all of their social media apps. And that's what, and it was just like, you know, stories like this where Alex, great dude, yeah. you know, went by and the counter, made his own meal, came back and paid the next day. Great. No big deal. <laughs> um, fucking A. Uh, good, good on you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like... Well, uh, yeah. With, with us, you know, entered that song in that Waffle House competition, got shot down. That's fine. Um, I, I don't, I don't care about that. But we right. also, like the the staff was amazing. Um, all the people there were cool as fuck, and I think I tipped them like two hundred bucks. Like and there was nobody in there, you guys. Like, no, no, there's no one in here either. And exactly. It's like, it's like mistakes you know, happen, and yeah, you know, look, this story went viral. That video went viral, but I don't think. You shouldn't threaten the employees about you know firing exactly. them. Exactly. How is that bad? I don't know. It's not. I, it's just they may have problems with people like throwing parties in there or something or like crazy shit happening. Well, like, look, they, they've had a lot of crazy shit happen in Waffle House. I mean, look, I, I, this is a, in high school because we used to go every day. 
that's no exaggeration. Uh, we would either start the morning there or go to lunch there. We were at Waffle House almost every single day. Right. In our town where we lived in Georgia, there was five within a two-mile two square radius of us. <laughs> yeah. So I was just Waffle House is everywhere. Because Atlanta, right. Atlanta wasn't, you know, the Atlanta you see on fucking reality shows now. Like, it was an up-and-coming city. But, you know, it was still kind of expanding and... Uh, there's just a shit ton of waffle houses. Like, sure, sure. Um, there, like I said, there was five. There was about five in my town in a two mile square radius. So we went every single day. Yeah, went every single day to Waffle House. We saw some fucked up shit. Fights, right? Um, I mean, fights between women. We saw dude on woman. Like I, cops were called. Like a, a domestic dispute had spilled into a Waffle House. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to go down Buckhead was the jam back in the day and they had like a hundred bars and and it was fucking crazy like it, it felt like spring break where there was you know fucking nude women swinging over the like ac- just across the entire bar on like swings and you were like oh shit so everybody was getting trash and at late late night that was the only place open sure so we went there a million times but yeah. the people that were going there we're looking for troubles. Yeah. Uh, they were looking for troubles, Jabes. They were looking for troubles. And, yeah. uh, you know, fuck. I, the dying in ditches, the fuck, just all the shit that goes on at a Waffle House. Kid Rock got arrested at a, at a Waffle House down there. Like, um, I mean, they don't have the greatest reputation. Right. So that's what I'm saying is like they were they're probably just trying to, you know, nix any activity that's outside of what they I guess, Want. but it, it, you know, these are a couple. It's stupid. This is a positive story, sure, so sure, it's yeah, like, yeah. hey, it seems that they would be able to decipher. I mean, both of these are po- your song. This guy, like, they're uh, positive, positive, like, positive. funny. Everyone's fine. Everybody like, wins. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. But uh, I hope. Look, it's fine if you suspend that chef. Hopefully, it was with pay. Right. Um, but you know, these guys, these fucking people work hard, man, at Waffle House. Serious. And uh, yeah, I, it's, you know, it's not the best money and, and they do the best they can. And it's, you know, being open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year because they don't they don't close. Right. Um, when we had that hurricane here, the only restaurant that was, was two restaurants open in town. They were both Waffle Houses in Wilmington, North Carolina. It was Shit. like, all right, cool. So we went down. It was packed. Everybody went to Waffle House. Um, so you, look, you're going to get tired on the job. You're going to work those graveyard shifts. No, you know, sometimes nobody comes in there. Clearly, this guy was the only one that came in there right. that night. So, you know, give him a break. I say, give him a break is what I, I, say. What I say. Yeah. Uh, you, you ever have any of those crazy stories? Like any work at a fast food place? I mean, I've already said, but like when I worked at Domino's with like all my friends, Domino's, yeah. And I, so it's just like breaking in and not breaking in because you have the keys, but making like, you know, late night snacks in the kitchen all by yourself, like. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, I, I worked, uh, you know, it's everybody knows I worked for Papa John's sure. in, in high school. Everyone knows that. And I hate the Papa, obviously. Yep. Um, the stories there weren't weren't too bad. Like, I had a buddy who used to call in all the time and just order, like, 20 pizzas. And then when you don't pick them up at the end of the night, the employees get to take them. Right. So I would take the 20 pizzas to the party and, you know, sure. y- usual biz. Um. I, you know, there was a guy fucking the dough one night, like things like that, where you're okay. like, yeah, okay, all right. Well, the dough, the way it was shaped, looked like uh, two perfectly like silicon tits. Where you're okay. just like, yeah, all right, like with a nipple on it, right, on each one, you know, right. 
You were like, all right, great. Uh, you, like, you could kind of see it by the shape and size and feel of it, where you were like, yeah, I could see some fucking dirt bag going back there. And, uh, yep. You know, getting a little on the on the thing. But uh, the grossest story of all time was, was my buddy at Arby's. Oh, what? Um, have, I to- have I told you this story before? It's not ringing a bell so far, but you haven't told me anything. <sighs> so growing up, there was this kid and I think everybody has this kid growing up who's just like, you can tell they're just going to be like a horrible person, like forever, and they're not going to change, regardless of their circumstances. Like, they were just born bad, essentially. Where you're just like, God damn it, man. Yeah. Uh, and I knew, t- I knew two of them growing up, like two of them. Both of them are dead, um, including the guy who worked at Arby's. Okay. Um, because I, you see this pattern growing up, and you're like, with kids in particular who just go really bug fuck like too early where you're just like, Jesus, man. Like mm-hmm. I, I remember the first time like this kid was just like punching, not the kid at Arby's, but this other kid was punching holes into his own wall at like fucking 12 years old, just blaring guns and roses. And it was just like, uh, Jesus Christ, man. And at his own house. Yeah. And like, we were like, Hey bro, you, you should probably tone it down. Like you're going to get in serious trouble. He's like, ah, oh, fuck my parents. He was a son of a, uh, preacher uh of course there it is exactly so uh, the and now the other kid wasn't like he came from a you know a nice upbringing and all that shit yeah he was born on the bayou yeah he was just he was just a bad dude like just a bad kid he was good at sports when we played sports together growing up and we're friends and then like we're just doing wild shit like stealing cars at like 14 and driving like 100 miles an hour like that type of dude where you're just like hey man this is a little too much for me like you're you're fucking yeah. like a little i like a little light you know yeah light troublemaking a little light you know ballyhoo well but I, I don't want to actually yeah. kill people i i knew at an age at least you know i i thought i did what right from wrong was and i was just like ah this this is you know i got i've done a lot of crazy shit but like i've still known where like where you can push it and where you can't it was just like Man, we're in a stolen car at 14s. I'm good. Like, you guys have a good night. <laughs> right, right. Um, you, you know, and you get that, like, uh, fuck you, you're not cool. You know, whatever. And I was just like, ah, I'm good. You know? Yeah, I'm not cool. Sorry. So he uh, flunked out of high school, obviously. Not, the, not that that's a, a massive surprise. Mm-hmm. And was a chef at fucking Arby's in sure. our town. We had, a, we had one Arby's in our town. And uh, he was just like, yeah, man, I'm fucking. He was, you know, became manager. Like one of those dudes who was just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "Come in Arby's life or whatever the fuck it was," right? Mm-hmm. And he took a fucking shit in the deep fryer at night. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, just because he wanted to see what would happen uh, to the turd. Um, here's what happened to that turd. Tell me, it, it crisped up like like a hush puppy. I mean, uh, it was uh, yeah. I mean, it's food. It's, a, it's a deep fryer. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't know what you would classify it as. It's a, I mean, you're yeah. It's a digested de- food. It's a deep fryer. Um, he pulled the turd out, huh, huh, uh, huh. and then it was crispy, like like hard from the outside, mm-hmm. kind of like you know, like oh, you dropped it, and it was like dry. It was like dropping a hush puppy on the ground. Uh, and then he, so he's like, man, well, I wonder, like, is it is it hard all the way through? Is it crispy all the way through? Because it's kind of like frying fish, essentially. <laughs> so he takes a knife out and he slices it right down the middle, and inside was still dookie and it just 
it it absolutely penetrated the restaurant and it, the smell was so bad this is while uh, this is while an arby's is open but nobody was in there uh-huh so he was he was working there uh he was like the manager or whatever and um he cuts he cuts his own turd open after deep frying it the stench is so bad that they open up they i mean they start freaking out they go there was a convenience store next door they start buying air freshener um, I mean, you name it to fucking spray the restaurant. They opened up all the windows, everything. And it, it's still like for throughout this, the rest of the shift, nothing didn't make a fucking dent. Like that dookie turd smell was in the air. That's disgusting. Just like hanging like Michael Jordan from the free throw line Oh God! Um, during the 86 dunk contest. And the, the crazy thing is, is, uh, at that point, he was just like, I knew, like, I knew, I knew I'm getting fired. And so uh, he left and um, uh, the owner came in, you know, found out he'd, you know, somebody had told that he'd taken a, a deuce <sighs> in the deep fryer. They just shut down the restaurant. I should uh, hope so. Um, uh, to switch out all the deep fryers, yes. uh, the health, they had to call the health department, all of that shit. And it didn't reopen for like a week. Um, cut to. Uh, this guy, like it was, I guess he had it apparently liked working for the Arby's. Uh, and he went back in maybe like a year later and fucking held him, held up the owner when he was working with a fucking BB gun. And like, it, it seemed like a, like a weird, like cry for help of like whatever, but you got, you went to jail for it. I mean, went yeah. to jail for like two years. Yeah. It was, you know, robbery with a gun. And yeah, people don't like that. A couple years after stuff. that, I ended up fucking rapping his. He got out of jail and then, uh, you know, got got house, wrapped his car around a tree and got killed is what I heard. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. The, the, the Arby's shitter. I got another, uh, like, fa- dude, another fast food story. My ba- one of my best friends, uh, Mike Young, uh, he worked at a- You want to say his name? Yeah, I do. Okay. He's, he was one of my best friends of all time. And okay. uh, <laughs> he's no longer with us either. Um, and- but his was a, a cool story. Like he was working at a Philly cheesesteak place. And okay. so after we went out drinking and all that shit, uh, he'd be like, yo, just come into the Philly cheesesteak place. Like it's legal here. Like I'll just serve you guys shit. And you know, right. Uh, he gave us like, it was all like five bucks for sandwiches and, and he made them all. And it was on a, on a grill, like, like the Waffle House thing. And then, um, uh, now that was on the up and up. But what wasn't on the up and up is, is we were playing dice in there as well. So like, People were gambling and shit um, pretty late, okay. but it was fun. Like, you know, we, we paid for our food and never shorted the place. And, yeah. uh, you know, it was what it was. We just had a place to go and, and cook amazing meals afterwards. That's crazy. And that was fun shit. Like, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, uh, that, that, was a, that was a great time. The other time that got real fucking sketchy was, now this person, I won't say his name, but he's still alive. Uh, and this one was a, a wild one. I was in Youngstown, Ohio, mm. um, which whew. Youngstown, you kind of hear, like if you go back and, and watch those old Sopranos episodes, you'll hear it in like, you know, 10 or 12 episodes where it's like, hey, I, I, I got to go make a delivery down to Youngstown. All right. Yeah. I got to head down to Youngstown. Kind of a like, kind of a mafia town and uh, yeah. very uh, Italian. Kinda, it's it, known though. I feel like everyone knows that. I, I I would think I didn't coming out of high school in Georgia, I didn't I didn't know. And then I went to school obviously in Ohio and one of my 
friends was from Youngstown. So like he was like, dude, we should go out and fuck it up in Youngstown. I was like, oh, yeah, man, fuck. Heard it's crazy, whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's crazy. So you go up to Youngstown. You're not allowed to talk to any of the girls at all. But the town is small. They've all known each other and have dated each other. So like You're they were like, no, no, no. stepping on toes. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's Mickey so-and-so's ex-girlfriend. Don't, don't fucking talk to her. Why? Well, he'll, his dad will fucking kill you, you know, or he'll kill you or whatever. And it was just like, that went on every bar we went to. And I was just like, all right, man. I thought Youngstown was like a crazy fucking yeah. town or whatever. And he goes, oh, you want to see something crazy? He was like, all right, let's get fucking crazy. I was like, all right, cool. Um, we drive into this like residential neighborhood. Um, wouldn't say it wasn't upper class at all. I would say, you know, lower middle class neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Go in, knock on this door. And uh, he's like, we're going to go to this, this after hours breakfast place. And I was like, oh, all right. It was called the Splendid. Okay. I'll never forget it. <laughs> and uh, we go, we go in. Uh, first of all, it's a house in a neighborhood. So we go in, knock on the door, and he's like, my buddy's like, stand behind me, stand, stand behind me. Um, and the door slides open. There's like a, a thing for your eyes. So it yes. slides open. It's like, what do you want? And uh, he's like, oh, hey, Mrs. So-and-so, um, it's me, X, and uh, you know, I'm here to come in or whatever. She looks at him. She goes, oh, oh. Are you Petey's son? Are you fucking Petey's son? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fucking I'm P- I'm Petey's son. He's like, okay, okay, who you, who you with? Well, it's me and my four friends. All right, all right, darling. Uh, hang on. Nine locks unbolt on this door. Uh, we open the door to this. Again, it's a house. Uh, probably, you know, similar size to ours or, you know. Shit. Uh, it's gutted. So the entire downstairs is gutted. And, and what they have is this giant Waffle House grill put in wall to wall, like uh, uh, in in the back mm-hmm. and like where the, uh, the the walls used to be separating what would appear to be a living room and a dining room and uh, you know like a foyer or something like that. Yeah, uh, were all gone. Like they were all cut out, mm-hmm. and it was just like tables set up like you were at a uh, kind of like a barbecue or a picnic, and you mm-hmm. were just like, all right, cool. And there was a chef. They were making breakfast food and, and uh, you know, they, they had a register. You can only pay in cash. The, the food was excellent. Um, could you drink? Yeah, you could drink. Oh, okay. You okay. could drink. If you, you could uh, either bring it or buy it. And I, I forget which one we did. But that wasn't the whole point of this thing. Uh, because I, I, I leaned over towards the end of the meal and I was just like, hey, like the food is awesome. Like we're just hanging out in somebody's house essentially. I was like. How the fuck do we have to knock on the yeah, door yeah. and pull it open in like 19 chains? Yeah. And he was like, well, there's gambling upstairs. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, all right. What, what kind of, and it was like dice. And I was like, mm. oh, great. You know, uh, throwing dice. So you go upstairs and the upstairs had rooms. So it still had like what appeared to be bedrooms, but they had the, all these cut, cut open pizza boxes, like on the floor and then taped against the walls so like you could throw the dice and then collect the money and all that other shit and uh you know as the night went on and more and more people started getting off their shifts of whatever the fuck they did in youngstown right they started coming over there and then gambling their money on there well a friend of mine who i was with ended up winning like twenty six hundred dollars twenty seven twenty six twenty seven hundred dollars somewhere in there and that woman comes upstairs and she goes uh she she grabs my buddy and she goes uh hey I see your friend won. And uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty crazy, right? She goes, yeah. Is he from around here? No, no, he's not from around here. 
well, you should get him the fuck out of here before he gets killed. And I was like, uh, you know, I looked at, I looked at my buddy and he looked at me and I was like, uh, what? I just out of curiosity. Why? And they were like, uh, they were like, cause you got a stranger in here. You show up in a nice car and, uh, and then you take everybody's hard work and money. And I was like, well, it wasn't on purpose. Jesus Christ. We're yeah. throwing, throwing dice inside a house at fucking three fucking in the morning. What are you fucking for? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they said, they were like, look, well, to them it is. So grab your shit and go. And like, dude, we got the fuck out of there as fast as we could. And like. Sketchy situation. That seems weird. Really weird. Real weird. We just want to play against each other. Yeah. With each other. Uh, take each other's money. Yeah. I don't want any like I, newbie I coming think, in here. Exactly. And I think what they wanted was like the newbies to come in. And I'm, I'm assuming they all like for me, for instance, me, I lost my money. I lost, you know. Right. I don't know. I had 60 bucks on me or whatever. Like no big deal. So did everybody else. You right. know what I'm saying? So uh, collectively it added up to a lot of money, but. Um, they, they didn't want a newbie coming into town and taking all the money is what it was. Cause now you're not, they're not going back there. We're not going back there again. And you just took all these right, people's money. So it. yeah, it's not like it'll cycle back through. No, that, and Got, I yeah. guess that was like the thing. Um, and then the, the other time this happened to me was in LA. Uh, we went into a, there was a nightclub on, uh, uh, La Cienega, um, La Cienega and, Right between uh, Beverly and Melrose. And the reason why I say nightclub is it it was like an old-fashioned nightclub where it was like, you know, the bouncer and the line of the door and like the music and like like the fucking lasers and all of that shit. And yeah, exactly. I I didn't want to, I didn't want to be at that, that place, but some friends of ours did. And uh, they were like, oh, you know, we know the owners and the door people, whatever. And it'll be hilarious. Because there was like, you know, a bunch of Russians and like some other people there partying and like, you know, you can just go and make fun of them and drink free drinks and, and all that other shit. Mm-hmm. So we, we went. Um, and sure enough, it was it was what they said. Like, you know, we had bought all service and all that stuff for free. And uh, the people there were, were cheesy and fucking ridiculous. And, uh, you know, it was a good hearty chuckle at the end of the night. Except when the owners who were Russian. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like, "Hey, why don't you guys stay and keep partying? We're well, friends with so and so, whatever." And mm-hmm. like, my buddy and I were just like, "Ah, we're good." You know, it was at this point two two thirty, and it was like the the novelty of making fun of people had worn off. Was over now. It's annoying. Yeah, yeah. And I was I was done. With it. I was like, All right, "I'm good. Um, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce." And I was like, "Ah, right, we're, I think we're gonna turn it in, and go home." And yeah. They were like, no, no, no. You stay. Oh. And I was just like, whoa. Um, and, and when the, the guy had like opened up his arms to like hug me, uh-huh. and when he did, uh, his shirt came up, and I saw, a, I saw a piece sticking out of his pants, and I was just like, <laughs> oh, fuck. And then the other Whatever. guy, the other, dead serious. So the other guy gra- <laughs> grabbed my buddy, and he had, a, he had a, a gun in his waistband as well. And I was just like, all right, I guess, I guess we're going to stay. Yeah, or else and- you get shot. I don't know. I didn't know what was going to happen. To this day, I still don't know what would have happened if we would have stayed or left. Um, Because it was that kind of thing. And, like, we were with some girls, so I didn't know if they wanted to, like, hang out with a girl. Like, I didn't know what the fucking situation was. Or if they were worried we were going to fucking tell on them. Like, I I didn't know what it was. Right. So, anyways, we, this is at two at this point. Now, everybody's out of the club except for maybe eight of us 
there's probably eight, eight, eight or nine of us left mm-hmm. and uh, we're drinking and, and you know, doing like these guys want to do fucking shots and all this other shit. And again, like they were probably trying to sleep with our friends. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, anyways, probably around the four thirty region in the morning. Now Oof. they look at my buddy and they were like, uh, they were like, Hey, do you fucking cook? And uh, my buddy was like, uh, I mean, I can't, I, yeah, I, I can cook. And he was like, awesome. Why don't you make food for everyone? <laughs> and I was like, and my buddy looks at me and I'm like, yo. Okay. And he goes, uh, 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 all right, yeah, I, I, I can make food for everyone. He's like, do you have a kitchen here? Um, thinking he's fucking with him because we're in this nightclub. And he goes, I, yeah, fuck yeah, we have a kitchen. And just grabs his keys, chucks them at my buddy and just says, hey, take it. Make whatever you want. So like he went down. Like he was nervous about like the food he was making and all of this oh, shit. He's just like, oh god! He made like grilled cheeses and fucking, uh, you know, well, sandwiches and yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he he, you know, he gave it his best. We went upstairs and ate, uh, and then it, you know, kept drinking. Finally, mm-hmm. around like the six, and, and they at this point, I want to say right after the meals, like right before we eat it, like they just they put their pull their guns out and just put them on the table. Right. At this point, like, I guess, you know, they felt comfortable enough in front of us. And, uh, and we're in L.A. And again, like heavy Russian accents. And we're in this fucking discotheque of a nightclub. Um, this went on. So I, I, I want to say we didn't get out of there until like 630. That alone makes me like cringe, cringe yeah. and feel yeah. sick. Um, did you ever go to Thai Angel? Thai Angel. So Thai Angel was the late night the after hours drinking place that they had karaoke karaoke. Oh yeah. 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 Real yeah, yes. Japanese karaoke. Yes, yes. And, um, and they would serve you drinks, whatever they happen to have back there in coffee, mu- coffee mugs. Yeah. But the food was really fucking good, yeah. but you could only get it yeah. like late night. So yeah. they like weren't a real place. Right. Like during the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you'd be like, fuck, I really want Thai angel dude. Like in real life. Sure. But also, there's that like early morning thing, because it's late. It's after hours, so you get off your bartending shift, whatever. You go out, you go over there and drink, right? And then it turns to six really quick. And to me now, I can't even believe, like, like going home, driving home, yeah, or yeah. getting home. Sorry, I'm not gonna say we drove, but we did. Yeah, um, dro- driving home, that with dirty the, feeling, yeah. the dirty feeling, and it's not quite light. Yeah, but it's uh, like light enough. Joggers sometimes. If you see a jogger, oh, oh boy, that morning jog. E- people e- having even, coffee, meeting friends. Even talking <laughs> talking about these stories like I out know, loud, like I get I know. My, like my palms are sweaty now. Where yes, it's just like, uh, yes. you know how shitty you feel and all of that other stuff. Like no matter how great of a night you had, because look, I've had a lot of great nights where I've raged till six or seven. And been like, man, that was the funnest night ever. But then you have to go home. It's that going home feeling where you're just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is awful. This is awful. Yeah. This yeah. is awful. And then you, you sleep till fucking it. noon. Yeah. And you cannot fix it. Later. You cannot take it back. Um, Thai Angel was a couple different iterations. Like it went, finally went to the girl, Jamie, went to her house. And so it was that exact thing that you're talking about with in Youngstown. Yeah. Only in L.A. And so it would have to be someone that she knew from way back in the day that, or whatever who would come to the restaurant. Yeah. So yeah. you would have to go. You'd open the thing and 
she would have to know you. Right, right. Because it had gotten so crazy. Yeah. But yeah, gambling upstairs, booths, like weird booths that they had like stolen from like, you know, when restaurants put them outside or whatever and like did this makeshift like bar slash gambling inside a house. I have to say I love that. Yeah. But I I love that part of it. It is so awesome, but then it's just it turns into chaos. It's nothing good ever happens. There's one city though that it's never bothered me in, and that's New York. Um, True, because New York, you know, when I was in school there, and and fucking when I shot that show there for MTV, like you could, you could always find places like that, and it was always a friend of a friend, and it was always awesome, and it was such it's such a late town anyways that it's like all right, you're making dinner reservations for ten ten thirty. Then you're you're going out to the bars at like you know midnight to fucking three or whatever it is, and then you find these after hours places. And I don't know, there, there's something different about it there versus everywhere else. L.A. I always felt awful. I think about because it. Miami, I, I, Miami was the worst. You feel awful in Miami doing it. It has to be this idea that it's like sunny. Everyone's like. Yeah. There's this idea of yeah. like up and at em, everyone. And yeah. I feel like New York, it's just kind of like we know, like, you know, the bars are open till four already. Right. So if you went out like you had a, you had a night like, yeah. you know, like everyone's kind of like, cool, like do your thing. Like in L.A., it just seems different. Miami seems that way where it's just like up and at em, Let's I work know. out or something. Yeah. And I hate that. It, shit. It's it, Miami. You leave those fucking bars and clubs and. Go outside and people are fucking, I mean, running already, like jogging, like, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's fit and in shape. And like, I remember p- p- passing a, uh, it was one night we went hard to like 637 in Miami, come out and the, there was a gym next door Oof. and it was already open and there was a, most of their gyms down there, they have a live DJ in there. So it was loud as fuck. And you, you look over and you're like, oh man, is that another bar club that's open? Yeah. Nope. It's the fucking DJ. And then you look in. And 90 people are already in a soul cycle class. And you're like, oh, God, I am a loser. Loser. And it's hot. I know. I, it is. I, that's what I've pinned it down to. I think, I think you're right. It's that sun because that sun hits you and you're like, mm-hmm. ugh. L.A., Miami, it hits you. You're just like, oh, God, I can't. I can't do this. Uh, <laughs> yes. At Ohio State, it was like the state of Ohio was very it's gray a lot. It's gray, or it'll be snowing. Yeah, like that's yeah. why like Sundance is sweet because you wake yeah, up. Yeah, you like, don't feel boom, bad the cold about it. Just like sobers you right up. You're like, all right, and then like everybody's partying. The cold partying, sobers but... you up, and you also don't feel bad because of the weather. So you don't feel like you you're missing anything. You're like, well, it's cold as balls today. It's not like I would have been outside fucking running around. Like, I'm glad I went to that party. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's the sunshine states that really get you. They really get you. The up. Oof. I'm gonna call them the up and atom states. Gross. Get God. up and atom, guys. Get after it. Get after that day. God, the queasy feeling I have in my stomach even talking about that is <laughs> absolute insanity. Speaking of which, with those fires, I just want to say the Thomas fires. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to um, look? A lot of people have been hitting us up. You're obviously yeah. from Ventura. I'm from there. That's yeah. my place. So, like, a bunch of places have burned down it's it's going to be a different landscape there than what i'm you know what i left but um my family's fine their houses are fine um my friends are fine like everyone i know and have so far right so far and it looks like it's moving through but it's moving into la 
um yeah I'm, the 405 I mean, I, is burning yeah I'm, I'm looking at pictures here and then my buddy just sent me texts in la and uh man it is yeah that's that's right there's uh there's a fire on skirball right by the getty right now yes so our old office is maybe three or four exits down from that and I, this is this is his exact words. He's just literally texting me now. Um, it feels like the apocalypse out here. Yeah. Uh, he's just there's so much smoke um, that you can't hardly see anything at all. And he says, uh, you know, the winds, uh, the winds are super strong. I guess mm-hmm. Santa Ana winds. Yes. And he says the winds and low humidity could make it worse over the next couple of days. They're saying it, it it could be until Friday or Saturday before the wind's calling down enough that, that the firefighters can even, you know, mm-hmm. try to attempt to stop them right now. What are they? They're flying over. Yeah. But you know, they are with that the, shit, whatever that, you know? Yeah. But they, do, yeah. Cause they don't have water. So uh, they don't have water. Gotcha, so they can't gotcha, gotcha. fight it. The only thing they can hope to do is get people. What they did was let the fire burn, but just use all the firemen and, and people that would be fighting it to help people get out. So their main concern was just like, we can't fight this. Right. So we need to just have everybody like helping to get people out or assistance in that way. And it kind of moved through. Um, It burned a lot of places, but it like moved through and over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, The L.A. uh, fire department chief just said, uh, he's just like, we've got a lot of firefighters fatigue. Like everybody's exhausted. I I can't imagine because there's... You know, it's not just Ventura. There's like five different places now that these fires have spread to all around mm-hmm. um, Los Angeles and the greater Los Angeles area. So my brother um, evacuated to Carpinteria to camp and then they evacuated him from Carpinteria back to Ventura at like midnight. Um, so his night was pretty sweet. But um, my dad's uh, camping by his favorite uh, brewery. So he's good. Oh, 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 that's yeah. right. He's got a camper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. he took his motor home and he's like, yeah, you know, yeah. beer. <laughs> beer is God's way of uh, helping us get through stuff, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I was like, Dad, I love that attitude, man. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> and uh, my mom's here. Yeah, she's here. So she's, she's, she's right. safe, except for how, you know, how much anxiety would you have if you're like not where your house not in your house when people are evacuating it, burning, whatever. So, but her house is fine. Dad's house is fine, whatever. But a lot of people aren't. So this shit is crazy. Yeah, Ain't got no water. I know. Uh, it, it's crazy. And, uh, you know, looking at all the devastation online and they're giving, you know, continuous updates of it. I, I mean, it's almost unbelievable. The footage we saw on what was it? Barstool Sports. Dude, that was fucking crazy. Crazy. Uh, Everybody's using it because it like is... It's the epitome of what's going on because it's hard. You know, you hear that on the news all the time of like, oh, there's fires in in California. California's got a lot of fires. You don't realize I didn't realize until I moved out there what it was really like. And I was like, oh, God, Um, it smells like 10,000 people are smoking Mm -hmm. inside your apartment. And you're like, fuck, there's nowhere Mm -hmm. to go. There's like this thick smoke over the city. I can't imagine what it is now. Um, cause this is five. It's and unsafe like, is what it is. So it's like people need to now worry about smoke inhalation and stuff like that. So man. everyone's 
everyone's got a mask on, like in Ooh. every picture, every video. So they said, uh, West Los Angeles, they are uh, without power, and it it could take up to fourteen hours to restore. Yeah, it was going to uh, be a couple days. UCLA so campus um, says it's it's operating exclusively on internal power, um, with only electricity. You know, the non-essential buildings, but uh, out at the non-essential buildings. But uh, fuck, man. Yeah. Uh, classes have been canceled. Even the game, the UCLA game, is canceled. Um, the uh, San Fernando Valley will be closed the rest of the week, and uh, all Santa Monica and Malibu. Uh, schools are also closed. I mean, I, that's I, for those of you who don't live there, or have never been there. That is a wide, wide area of Los Angeles. I mean, you're talking miles and miles of shit that is closed. Like, man, if you close the 405, you better just fucking shut everything down. Yeah, I. Which uh, is what they did. <laughs> my my uh, good friend and editor N- Nils Parker um, for the. Our editor, Matt, best freedom to fuck mm-hmm. on. That will eventually come out sometime next year. Um, hit me up today and was asking, you know, about your family and if they were safe. And it was like, hey, I got a place to stay if you need it and everything. And I was like, no, I'm awesome. I was like, her family's okay. And I was like, you know, but That's I, nice. I did, yeah, super nice. And he's a great fucking dude. And um, but but I did say this. I was like, you know, it was I, I heard it was started from a roach at a disc golf course. They just, uh, you know, no, uh, no, but don't you ever, don't you ever think it about was that? Like, at a park. Yeah. It was, at don't a park. you ever think of how this, how or why this was started? It was a park in Santa Paula. Right. Yeah. But, but was it a cigarette? Was it I arson? Don't know if it was was a it cigarette or if it was like a fire that didn't get put out all the way or it's like everything is so dry there. You really don't understand crazy unless yeah. you either live there or like I visit a lot and it's just like, it just gets drier and drier to where you're like, if, if, you don't have to do a lot. You're saying like, is it a match or arson? Like you literally could, I mean, light a match, blow it out and put it somewhere and it'll light on fire. You know what I mean? It's like bone dry. It is bone dry. Bone dry. You're right about that. Um, um so yeah, started in a park and what it could have been a roach. Uh, no, I don't, I don't know what it, it was. It absolutely could have. I don't know. Something to do with roaches, something to do with weed in some way. I bet it was. I don't know. Come on. It's so high. We'll find out. I, I it's oh high. Somebody was doing something high. Will you find out? Is the question like you know? I'm not sure. They know where it was started, so I'm. Sh- I, look, they're pretty good at that shit. Who knows? We should have a firefighter on the show, and just say, "Hey, a firefighter, a firefighter on the show." We might know one. I know we do, and ask him like what the what the the process is of this. I've been in. I've been involved in one. We should have Joe on. I've been involved in two two massive fires. Uh, college. An entire apartment complex burned down, except for my unit and the unit next door to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and they they found the 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 cause of that. Mm-hmm. It was uh, faulty, like old electrical wiring in the walls. Yeah. Um, and then I've the seen up- backdraft. Like they really look into this stuff. No, but they saw it pretty quickly. Where it's like, hey, it's a couple hours, and they're like, here's here's what the fuck happened. Um, and then, uh, you know, that, that first date that I went on where the girl burned her fucking house down. So, Oh, that's right. Yeah. They, that's I right. mean, they drug that stove out into the fucking street and was like, here's, here's where the fire started. What is this? What the fuck is this? Um, so I, th- I, I would say, I would venture to say they know. Like how yeah. or what it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I would suck if it was like a cigarette or something like that, where it's just like, oh, hey, man, boom. Again, like I would not. But it wouldn't be surprising, though. wouldn't be surprised. It's at a park, like I said, a, this park in Santa Paula that is, you know, it's up in the mountains. It's not like a, it's a smaller, yeah. do troublemaking park. So I'm oh, sure. Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Is it in a, in a rough and tumble na- neighborhood? No, it's just secluded. <laughs> Lots of little uh, nooks and crannies. Okay. Yeah, somebody was somebody yeah, was fucking shit up out there. Something, I don't know. Or, uh, you know they're at home right now, too, just being like, man. Fuck. fuck I just started that fire, man. Uh, yeah, or it was a call of like, holy shit, we, this happened and we can't put it out. And then it just like literally took two seconds for it to burn the entire mountain down. Because like I said, I don't know if you guys heard me, but it's bone dry. Okay. Born don't know if you guys dry. heard me, but it's real dry out there. The drought is real. They have no water. It's insane. <laughs> and there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, Tom Selleck has all the water. Yeah. <laughs> and he deserves it, though. He deserves, he deserves all it. the water. He paid for it. Yeah. He absolutely paid for it. Uh, to the audience, this is, our, this is Jesse and I's inside joke about Tom Selleck. It's not inside. It's the truth. But No, I, no, I know. Yeah. But we always talk about whenever we mention water, we mention Tom Selleck. Uh, there was a there's a water law in LA of mm-hmm. of how much you can use per month um, to water your and they and, monitor it. So yes. if you go over, you get fined for it. And uh, they found out that Tom Selleck was using like fucking fifteen times what you're supposed to, and he got this hundred thousand dollar fine. And they went to his house and and talked to him, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "Well, you know, I bought this fucking huge ass house with this with, so he with, has with this a yard, crazy like landscaped yard. Yeah, and he's like, I." You know, I, I, I paid a gajillion of, dollars yeah. for this because I don't want the yard to die. Mm-hmm. And they were like, all right, great. We're going to find you $100,000. And he was like, fine. He said, fine, do it. But then now he's actually buying water. So he's like buying these tr- like trucks of water from other oh, places. God. What oh, a yeah. Nightmare. What oh, a yeah. Fucking nightmare. For Selleck? I know. Poor thing. Because he has gone through so much. Not that. No, but I think it's. But if you can't have a yard, I mean, it's, but really, really think about that. Like. If you can't have a yard, it's one thing if you move to New York where it's all, all right, it's a concrete jungle. You know what you're getting. You're, you know, you're not going to have a yard in New York City. And you know that moving there. Right. In Los Angeles, it is possible to have a yard. Sure. You just have to be rich enough to afford a fucking yard. Yes. And Tom Selleck worked his ass off and was like, motherfucker, I'm, I'm going to do Blue Bloods for 18 years so I can no, pay for this yard. Do, in he my, can do whatever he wants. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. you know, fuck. Selleck wanted to keep his, keep his yard. You know, keep it's his stash, a keep his yard. Dick, it's just a dick move ah. to take all the water from people. If he's paying for it, it's his. But the fine, yeah. When he was paying the fine, people were like, fuck you. Because you can pay the fine, but you're still taking the water from people that can use it for, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it now that he's buying it from other places, that's fine. I saw a guy in Fuck Jerry today with a really expensive car. And he bought, uh, he parked it in the middle of two parking spaces. Mm-hmm. Bought you know you buy those tickets and put them in your windshield he bought two of them oh put them both God. on both sides of the windshield and it was just like somebody just wrote ah not even really mad at this guy I mean, like he bought sorry. both spaces yeah but bought, bought both parking spaces what a dick <laughs> still what a dick what a tom Selleck. uh what a tom Selleck. um before we get to the revolutionary fig of the day by the way mm-hmm. um i want to talk there, there's there's an alien thing that just popped up again tonight there was a double sonic boom heard over at Area 51, sparking 
Wild claims to the CIA's hiding alien proof. Um, I don't know what the double sonic boom was going over Area 51. Right. Are they sending them home? Mm-hmm. Do they have a, a, a place to land? Uh, they got videos up of it online. And uh, in the clip, you can see uh, uh, F-22 fighter jets flying over the airspace. Um, the stealth planes are leaving these strange trails as they cut through the Nevada skies at speeds of up to 1,500 miles an hour. Um, then as one accelerates away, there's a loud double boom, sonic boom that's happening, and then that's it. Uh, the fact that they have footage of this is, is fucking weird, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't yeah. know. A lot of people on, uh, on YouTube are saying that the fighter jets are a distraction for what they're really testing there. Which so, is? Uh, if I had to guess, it's something like this. Like, If you can get the footage of the F-22s, you could get footage of alien aircraft landing in and out. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that. I think, I think we're getting closer and closer to war with, with North Korea. And I, I bet you they're probably testing some bombs. That's my guess. Right. So uh, that, that, that would be my first guess. Okay. Um, I, this shit that with North Korea that we, you know, have kind of talked about uh, a few times going back and forth of what's going to happen. And I thought something was going to happen before the Olympics. Um, they just banned Russia from competing in the Olympics altogether yesterday. Yeah. For doping. For doping. Um, systematic. Yeah. Like to an unfathomable level. And everybody keeps talking about this documentary we need to see on Netflix uh, about the Russian doping scandal. I saw it already. You watched it, you motherfucker. <laughs> I've seen it forever ago, and I told you about it. Oh, I told you about you it. You motherfucker. I told you about it, and you were like, oh, shit. Yeah, I was yeah but I didn't know you saw it. Yeah, fuck yeah. God damn it. I How, also saw Voyeur, was it crazy? too. Um, yeah, it was fucking crazy, dude. Like it is. I was telling you about it, and it's an amazing, it's a really good documentary, and you get sucked the fuck in. All right. I, look, I'll check it out. What was the name? Do you remember the name of it? It was Invictus. Okay. I'll check it out. I think it's called Invictus, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, so these guys, uh, they're out. Um, but it, it, the, the weird thing is, is if, if something breaks, breaks out when we're over there during the Winter Olympics, like, we're going to need Russia. Is Russia going to help? Saying, fuck you in your Olympics. Like, we're not in it. You guys banned us from it, so. But they know why they're not in it. I don't know, man. Yeah, they did it. They're already caught. Like it's no, no, no. That I yeah. understand. But do do they play the role of like like you watch the documentary? Do they play the role of like no, we're we're innocent or? Yeah, but that in the documentary they were still able to deny it. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like uh, at this point, yeah. with everything coming out and like actual like investigations and stuff and testimonies, like. And busting laboratories and all of the shit that they've done, like, they can't really. All they can do now, which I think Putin did, was just be like, I had no, I had no idea, which he absolutely did. But Right. Um, there was another documentary that somebody hit me up about and asked if we had seen. Uh, it was Werner, your, your old buddy Werner Herzog. Oh, what is it? I'm trying to find the name love, of it right now. I but, love uh, old Werner Herzog. <laughs> Wrath of God. Oh, Wrath what's it about? I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it's a, a doc, like, look, Werner makes some cool documentaries and uh, some other wild shit. All right. Uh, it I'm could down. Be, 
It I'm could down, be that. Down, 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 Man, I, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know, but I, I've we've gotten that a few times well as, as well. So we'll, we'll have to peep peep that out. Peep it. Have you heard of Voyeur? Peep it. No, it's Voyeur. Okay, it's another documentary. What's it about? You guys know what I'm talking about. I'll yeah. tell you later. What's you tell no. me? <laughs> no, no, no. It's just a new documentary on uh, Netflix. It's about a voyeur, a guy that bought this motel. Um. Yeah, bought this motel and turned like completely turned the whole top into like this crazy crawl space area that he could watch everyone. Wow. Um, and would like plant little things in there and like watch his stories like play out. And he called um you know Gay Talise? He's like this reporter, he's written a bunch of books. No. no um so he called him and wanting to tell his story. He wrote a book about it. Um, basically, turns into a weird thing with them, and like spirals from there. Very Black but, Mirror. Very Black Mirror type of story. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the way that they do it, like the way that they they use like models, um, like model uh hotel. Okay. So like a person is actually like lifting off miniature. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like a little miniature world. Is like the documentary tool that they use. You know, like you hate animation. Yeah, it's like the thing. It. So they use model or whatever, but it works so well and it's kind of amazing. Okay. So, um, and the book is called The Voyeur Motel that he wrote, uh, Gay Talese. And like, I, I don't know. All right. Uh, uh, it's, it's a good one. Uh, I will say this, but a bunch of people told me to watch it and like, it's good. It's one of those things that people are going to like start talking about, but I'll tell you like it's worth a watch. It's not like as crazy as you think it's going to be. Oh, all right. Well, it's not like that crazy. Like, I guess I'm just giving an, a review on it. Yeah, you really you really kind of shit on us here, you know? I mean, it's interesting. It's an interesting watch, but like it's real weird. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, and then I guess he witnessed a murder. Whoa. And didn't like yeah. And that's the exact moment in the documentary that I did too. So what? All right. Yeah. That he kind of caused with like his weird little tricks that he would do in the room to kind of, he would leave like dildos in the drawer next to the Bible. Oh, to see if they would use them? And just kind of like little stuff or like. Did anybody use the dildos? Uh, He said women did. Or yeah, of course women did. But he would really? leave, he would leave porn and. You would use a dildo. dirty dildo? Like a dildo you don't know where no, it's No, absolutely not. Yeah. But more women would use the porn that he left there than men. Okay. And he would like, he left these, he made these like crazy logs that he would like write like woman used on this date one. How many women used it at five? And it's like this crazy. Sure. Ex- spreadsheet. It's oh, weird. Wow. It's weird. Yeah, that is weird. It's real weird. But kind of cool. Uh, it's just shot really well and it's done well. Speaking of Black Mirror, by the way, it's coming back. It's December 29th. It is. I'm the, down. The new season starts December 29th. They just dropped that today. I'm down. That's one of my favorite series ever. And uh, it's coming back. Uh, they, they they just launched the trailers for like three of the episodes. Fucking fantastic. One of them is about a robot dog that just... Uh, Listen, I'm Similar to what we were talking about. That just sure. fucking... A robot dog that just goes and, and is just killing everybody. Uh, let's get to the revolutionary figure of the day, shall we? 
this one goes out to Shelby White. She is the head of Waffle Records and uh, Waffle House. If you didn't know, Waffle Records, yep, has their own uh, record label that is stop strictly for songs on their jukebox. Oh my gosh, I love that. No, there's a jukebox in every Waffle House in America. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been asked a thousand and eighty times whether or not our song is on there. It is not. Uh, it should be. And absolutely, you should go to Waffle. You should go to yes. Go to Waffle House Twitter. Go to at Waffle House on Twitter and demand that they play Waffle House Waitress on their fucking jukeboxes because it's an awesome song and the whole place would, would would freak out. And again, the video's gone viral, so it's like shit. They all the all the corporate have seen it at this point. Uh, so go to at Waffle House on Twitter and just say, look, we listen to Ross Patterson Revolution. We want the Waffle House Waitress in jukeboxes across America. The world needs it. And I love Waffle House. Yeah. So uh, I'm saying this out of love. I love you, Waffle House, and I wish you would put my song inside your goddamn restaurants. <laughs> and I hope the gentleman uh, who is sleeping does not lose his job yes. and or pay. Because let's face it, you're open 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. Times are late. tough. People sleep. It happens. Let's get the fuck over it and uh, and not have anybody lose their job over it. Uh, as a matter of fact, at the end of this show, for, for Jesse Wiseman, a.k.a. the Jables, I'm Ross Patterson. This is The Revolution. Let's play Waffle House Waitress. Okay. Good night, everyone. Good night. This song goes out to all my Waffle House waitresses all over the world because I like my waffles fresh, not aggo. We getting naked I order eggs with a side of bacon I can't take it the way she wears her apron Her paper hat makes me go in A Waffle House waitress We getting naked I order eggs with a side of bacon I can't take it the way she wears her apron Her paper hat makes me go Fresh out of bed, had on my head, it's time to start my morning. Jump in my Jeep to Waffle House, you know my mind is zoning. Peek through the window and I see my favorite waitress. And hand him country ham and eggs for a little while. I grab my favorite table and then she comes and greets me. She got some OJ and some coffee and that famous sweet tea. After she takes my order, she chases side to side. But unlike the anthem, a cap and nick, my jeans slowly rise. She blows a kiss and walks away and then I peace my chef. This ain't the grotto and the mansion but i feel like half and when i see them sausages sizzle that scissor up drizzle i want them petty mills from texas in my solar plexus oh! Oh! Some college dudes rolling in two, and you know they lit. They started hitting on her. 
They acting real uncouth. Now I'm about to go John Wilkes on that booth. She shakes her head and says, Ross, you ain't that type of fellow. There ain't no fighting at the black and yellow, black and yellow. So I just nod my head, give them the evil eye. Channel my inner rage into a slice of a Maggie's pie. When my brain is scattered, she smothers and double covers me. Late night after work, she brings me home the bacon, chicken, cheese. And if I'm feeling sick and I start to get illy, she'll cook up a pot of birds, best bowl of chili. Kiss your grits? Man, that's all you had to say. 